Welcome to this next episode of Unlock the Leader's Code with leadership enthusiast Tio Kang, serving solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and intrapreneurs to lift them up to their highest level of potential. Without further ado, here's your leadership coach, Tito Kang. Aloha, friends. My name is Tito Kang, and welcome to this edition of Unlock the Leader's Code Live. 2017. That's right. We're Monday, January 9th, and we're starting off this week. I'm starting off 2017. I'm back on track and getting ready to rock and roll. And as I promised, just before the holidays, just before Christmas, I am going to go over the 21 laws, changing the format a little bit where I'm going to do the bit of a teaching here. It's going to be rebroadcast in our podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, that's what you're listening on to right now. And after uh, the teaching part, which is going to take about five to seven minutes, I'm going to be asking questions of anyone that's been on the call or any respond to any questions that I get afterwards. The great thing about Facebook Live is that you can still post comments below and I can take a look at those later on and see how that works out for you guys and then respond to those questions, right? So the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership. It's a book written by John C. Maxwell. I've done close to about, in the past two years, 10, 11 masterminds, uh, touching about 110 to 200 people in those masterminds. And I keep continuing to share the concept. What's key about this is that every time I share the principles or the laws with all the leaders, regardless if you're leaders that have been in the leadership position for a long time or a new leader coming into the position, it's always a, a there's always a law that kind of reaches out into the leader and makes her question herself and thinking, wow, maybe I need to apply more of this law. Maybe I need to understand more of this law. So hopefully I will be able to achieve the same thing within this Facebook Live. It's the first time I've done it. So uh, bear in mind, if there's any questions, please ask those questions after the teaching component. Write them down and I'll be responding to them later on. If you're on a podcast, you'll have to go back to uh, my Facebook Live on my Facebook page to see the questions and how I've answered to them. They won't be on the podcast, right? So let's get going. The first law is the law of the lid. And in the book, John shares the story of the McDonald's Brothers. Now, the McDonald's brothers, or it might be a couple of founders from Starbucks, there's great leadership lessons that stem from that. So McDonald's brothers goes like this, and then there's a movie coming out on January the 25th that's going to be sharing the story of the founder, played by Michael Keaton, who plays the, the main character, Ray Kroc, and how he comes about discovering McDonald's brothers and the system they have. So the McDonald's brothers were very successful. They achieved success. In fact, they were splitting an income about $200,000 US back in the 50s. So that's a lot of money between the two of them. And they started embarking upon creating what they thought would be franchises, but they did on their own to sell those franchises. In a span of a year, they sold kind of 10 franchises, but only built one. Along comes Ray Kroc, and Ray is a master salesperson who has developed in his own business selling milkshakes. So he, what people really don't understand is that Ray Kroc already was an accomplished business person who created a company selling uh, milkshakes. So he was the president of that company. And when he saw what 
what happened in the McDonald's, he kind of left it all and then started joining them and convincing them that they, uh, they should expand further. When he took over, now the lid of the McDonald's brothers, remember, they started franchising on their own and only sold 10 franchises, but only developed one. In a span of a year, he sold 55 franchises and developed close to about 40 of those. So his leadership lid was higher. His competencies in some areas that the McDonald's brothers did not have was much higher than them. So John asserts that inside an organization, the organization growth is limited by the leadership lid of its leaders. So how can a leader increase that? Now, my own personal experience on this is the, the following one. I've always contended, in my experience at Starbucks, is that if you've operated a Starbucks store, you can become a very successful store manager. So if you've operated one store, you're very successful. Once I take that one store manager and provide them the leadership position of a district manager overseeing now eight to 10 stores, the leadership lid has been reached. The manager has to increase their lid. Whatever they've learned that made them a successful store manager no longer is in play to be, make them become a successful district manager. The competencies, the skill sets that's required to get there is no longer there. So how does the, the store manager become successful? Well, very important. How they do that is that whoever their leader was is to prepare them for that, to put them in a development plan to increase their lid. Because you've seen a lot of times where what, what, what a leader that's put into a leadership position, a new leader that's put into a leadership position and has achieved in the previous position before where they didn't have to lead people, they tend to work harder, they, ha they tend to work more, they put in a lot of time, and they're working on all the wrong competencies. They're thinking that their skill set that they had that made them successful before is gonna help them become a better leader. Now, the basis and the foundation is strong. A leader should know what they are doing. However, to become the super leader that you're meant to become, you need to increase your leadership lid. And that is to know more and learn more about leadership. What's missing right now in, in our environment, if you go to school, there's more courses on leadership, but before, there, nobody really understood this about giving lessons on how leadership and what leadership entails. There's very, there's a lot of aspects of leadership that affects your leadership ability or efficiency. However, those efficiencies, you have to hone them. You have to understand where you are yourself as an individual, as a leader, as a super leader that you want to become. So when you plunk in the store manager into that leadership position, you must first provide them with some leadership skills development prior to that. Now for those entrepreneurs and solopreneurs who have achieved success creating a business on their own and started then to recruit, so who's the first person you recruit when you're a solopreneur? Well, the answer I might give you today might surprise you. The first person you should recruit is your executive assistant. Because one thing is for sure, if you're a solopreneur, right? If you don't have an executive assistant, you are the executive assistant. A lot of solopreneurs that I coach or I counsel or consult or advise, they are stuck with one key thing is that they don't have enough time. But we all are tasked with the same amount of time. Last I check, right? So if you haven't recruited 
or understood what are the tasks that you can delegate to an executive assistant, that's the first thing a solopreneur should think about. The executive assistant that's gonna take them. The second role that the solopreneur, once they grow, is can help them uh, achieve. Oh, how you doing? This, the, the second level a solopreneur must achieve once they've recruited an executive assistant is to find the COO, the vice president of operations, their general manager, whom they can transfer the projects that's going to get into the details of things, but that doesn't require their genius as a solopreneur. But that's for another point. Those are the lids. You see those competencies or those skill set that increases, requires for you to understand yourself. Where are your strength? Where is your superpower skills? Where is your areas of weaknesses? To be honest with yourself. What don't you like to do? What kind of person do you work really well with? What is your vision? What is your vivid vision for your company, for your enterprise, for your team? How do you meld in your team's vision into the larger organization if you're an entrepreneur? How do you get that going? Well, it's important for you to understand how to achieve that. So the law of the lid reaches here. In the story that I have with Starbucks, Howard came across Starbucks when he was a vice president of sales for a company that was selling serveware, coffee serveware. And he realized reading one of his reports that the serveware that was the most sold was for by this little company out of Seattle called Starbucks Coffee Company. In fact, it outsold Macy's in coffee serveware. Can you think about that? Now that in the recent news, Macy's is shutting down 68 stores. How are, uh, Starbucks is growing, right? When he came up and he joined, he dropped everything in New York. He, he earned a big salary up in New York as a vice president of sales moved his family right over onto the West Coast in Seattle, a city that was actually declining. Bowling was having some difficulties and had to convince his family, let's move over there. Let's, let's, let's be part of this. And not only that, he actually took a pay cut. He took a pay cut of half of the salary that he was making in the, uh, in the company that was selling the serveware when he joined Starbucks. So here he is trying to convince now Starbucks that he discovers this barista in Italy, like he says it. And he says, why can't we have all these communities, these places where everyone comes and uh, gathers around coffee, a great cup of coffee, which is what I have right here. Take a little sip. Now, why can't everyone do that? Why can't we have that in the United States? Now, bear in mind, back then you had diners in the U.S. We had breakfast and coffee, but not necessarily just coffee. So he set out to create that and he convinced the founder. But the founders were saying, you know, we're not about this, this like selling. We're about like brewing. We're not about brewing coffee. We're about roasting coffee, tea and spice. That's in fact, that's what Starbucks was called. Starbucks coffee, tea and spice company. So he had a vision. He convinced them about the vision. They opened three and then they said, you know, he wanted more and more and more. And they said, you know, this is not for us. It's not who we want to be. So he left Starbucks. He left Starbucks to start his own enterprise called Ildernally. And he was using and brewing Starbucks coffee. In fact, up to the point he believed in it so much, his lid was higher where he could see the organization taking itself to the point where Starbucks sold back their company back into Howard and he turned all his Il Giornale coffee into a 
Starbucks branded stores as we know them today. And something you might not know, although he opened one first store in Seattle, the second store for Il Giornale was open in Vancouver, BC, right at the C-Bus terminal. So there you go for those uh, trivia questions. So you can see, the lid happens anywhere. In order to grow, the leader must grow and raise their lid. So how does one do that? Well, like one great example I can share with you is Mark Zuckerberg. Instagram, the Instagram founder uh, has said something about Mark Zuckerberg and his ability to lead. He is an internal apprentice. He didn't use those words, those are my words, but what he created, he says that Mark is so curious and wants to learn so much, he doesn't come in and bestow his knowledge and, and his greatness upon the team that he's either purchased. Now, he just purchased Instagram. He sat down with them and wanted to learn so much about what made them successful, what made them great to raise his lids. Once he can raise, once he can raise his lid, then he can bring everyone else with him. You understand? When he can raise his lid, he can bring everyone else with him because a leader cannot give what he does not have, right? So first, you've got to be that eternal apprentice. That's a principle I believe in so, so much. So that's the law of the lid. An organization will be held by the lid of its leaders and their ability to grow. And the first the leaders have to understand that they don't have those abilities and seek out help with mentors, coaches, to help them lift their lid through books, through courses, through workshops. That's when they can raise their organization to the next level. There you go, folks. I hope this was helpful. If it was, please like, share, and comment. This brings the end of this to on our podcast today. Please like, share, and comment until I see you next time live and in person on the podcast. Lead on, make everyday bandages, and as always, here's to your prodigious success. Hi, this is Tito. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Unlock the Leader's Code. For more codes unlocked, don't hesitate to go to www.titokang.com. Feel free to like, share, and comment. I love to hear what you think about what we shared with you. 